Okay, welcome to the NeuroSec podcast where we unite people and organizations to support and advance neurodiverse people in cybersecurity and beyond. My name is Nathan Chung, and today my special guest is an amazing neurodiverse young woman hacker who is graduating next year from school. She is not comfortable disclosing her real name, so for today's session, we'll address her as KC. Welcome on the show, KC. Hi, thank you for having me, Nathan. Okay, yeah, so first area, first topic I want to dive into. With your upcoming graduation early next year, can you describe what it's like learning cybersecurity in, in, in college today as a neurodiverse student? Well, I actually started, um, I, I, I wasn't, you know, in cybersecurity at first. I actually, um, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. <laughs> so <laughs> Very common. Yeah, yeah. So I I was like I I went into STEM and um most more specifically like math and physics and chemistry. So um that was I guess less challenging for me because I feel like you know m- most of the students there were kind of neurodiverse. Um when I got into cybersecurity, that was like my impression as well, but um I don't know. I feel like cybersecurity is, you know, um, it, it's definitely more diverse than like uh, math and physics and chemistry. So um, it it was kind of hard, you know, like just dealing with neurotypical people. Like I feel like there's more of them now. Um, if we went back to like maybe like I guess like. 2000s maybe the 90s when the internet was starting i I would feel like we would have more neurodiverse people like you you have a likelihood of running into them more if that makes sense yeah it does so it is a common perception that it is hard or difficult to encourage female students in school to pursue stem careers such as tech or cybersecurity Mm -hmm. did you did in school did you feel encouraged or discouraged to uh, to learn cybersecurity? Um, I felt more encouraged than anything. Um, you know, it, it's funny that you brought that up because when I went to school, okay, like, they tried everything in their might to get girls <laughs> to study anything in STEM, anything. Um, but I remember sitting in class and like after like, we took like our first exam and like the professor kind of like handed it back and I asked the girls like hey you know what, what did you get and she told me like oh I got like it was like a 75 percent and she's like oh I can't I like I can't like do this anymore like you know STEM isn't for me uh, maybe I should just like switch to like English or something and I'm I'm looking over at like this dude and I asked him what he got. He was like, Yeah, I got like a sixty. <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm like, I'm the boss, you know? So it's it's really interesting how like it, it's like the persistence. It's not necessarily like the encouragement. You you can you can lead, you know, a horse to like the pond and it won't drink, right? So Ah, yes, yes. Definitely yeah. true. And did you feel that the te- your teachers and fellow students were comfortable with you as being a woman studying a STEM career? Yeah, I, I didn't really have um, anyone tell me like, oh, you're a chick, you can't study like STEM or whatever, you know? Um, never had that problem. 
Um, I think I had more problems with it when one of my professors, uh, not in cyber, but like, I guess like in biology, when she figured out I was like autistic and I had ADHD. So yeah, like this lady professor told me that I didn't have like the mental capacity for it. And she kind of encouraged me, yeah, to, to drop out. And it it really sucked because I looked up to her. Right. But I didn't, I switched and I did something much harder. So whatever. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that kind of thing, it still happens today, but it, it sounds like it actually empowered you, which is really good. Yeah, you know, like, uh, life is not necessarily like what happens to you, it's how you react to it. Yeah. So I, whenever people tell me I can't do something, I'm always like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I'll show you kind of awesome, thing. Awesome, awesome attitude. Thank and you. Do, and do you feel that your school provided enough training and hands-on experience for you to actually to, to get to get an actual cyber job after you graduate. You know what? Yeah, they. Um, well, I'm. It sucks because like I, I kind of started all online, but they really do try their best to like send me resources, a lot, lots of labs, um, networking opportunities, um, and yeah, I feel like the cyber community is doing their absolute best to encourage women spread awareness and all that so there's that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because i remember when i was going to school it was so different like back then cybersecurity wasn't that big and Mm -hmm. they were still there was just then starting to use windows (laughs) yeah so times have changed it's like nowadays in school is like coding is mandatory (laughs) Like, wow. It's true. I think um, this other, you know, my, my, one of my other, like, I guess, co-worker, uh, she is also in cybersecurity. And she told me, like, in her coding class, there's a lot of journalism students. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, because they were like, oh, if we can get a job as a journalist, maybe we can just be, like, I don't know, like, web developers or something. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so shifting gears uh, to cybersecurity, can you share share the challenges you faced being role diverse and how you overcame them? Uh, at a workplace, and mm-hmm. I guess it's it's tough because I, I I don't you know being someone with Asperger's, it's really tough. To read social cues. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Especially, especially remote work, you know? Like, I can't tell if someone's mad at me, uh, especially with, like, you know, on Teams or something. Or uh, I, I don't know what exactly is considered, like, inappropriate or rude. I, because, you know, they, I have a feeling that um, some people think I'm maybe a little too blunt. Um. You know, like, uh, when, when something's wrong, uh, there's like, there's like a part of me that wants to correct them and I have to like, oh, yes. not correct them, you know, because I don't want to make any enemies. It's very political in the workplace. Yes. So it's yes, really it tough for an Aspie, right? Yep. Yeah. It definitely is. But We're honest. No- huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, but being neurodiverse also gives you an advantage. It's almost like a superpower. So how do you use that to your advantage 
to excel at your job? Uh, yeah, so I guess the truth always prevails, right? When uh, it's tough for me to kind of like confront someone and say like, hey, this is wrong. And then, you know, I, I probably get lip for it. But then usually like after like a week or two, they realize like, oh, okay, like you were right kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like I, I, I take things like very for face value. Like we don't really get emotional in our responses, right? Mm -hmm. And then we don't really um, hold it against them. So I guess that's one. Another thing is like, we're always honest. It's hard for us to lie. So, um, you know, my my coworker and my boss always comes to me whenever, um, you know, they want to run an idea. And then like, I would just like encourage them. And I would actually tell them if it's a bad idea. Um, I have like attention to details and I don't necessarily like talk uh, a lot when someone's presenting if that makes sense like I I can I try to look outside of the uh, picture like the picture and like look at um the grand scheme of things and I'll ask then if that makes sense oh yes 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 mm -hmm. that's pretty good and why why hacking out of all those security jobs what makes you more interested in in, in uh, pen testing slash hacking? Um, I've always liked solving puzzles. Like, I, I believe that in life, like, there's, like, creators, destroyers, and ah, fixers, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, people who create, they tend to be, like, programmers, like, uh, organic chemists. They're creators. They, they just, like, find pathways, right? Um, hackers, they're are more of like the breakers in a sense that they think differently than the normal person. And I feel that, you know, I, I am like an Aspie. I think different than other people, but I also, I feel like having like a diverse like background, like living in LA kind of thing that like helps me think differently. Even though it makes sense. Like my, my friend, he's a teacher and he's like, Oh, I didn't understand how like these students can cheat, but <laughs> yeah, like, but it takes a cheater to like know how a cheater would cheat, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So and that's why I picked it, and you know, I like a challenge. I like pulling my hair out. <laughs> nice, because m many women today would not choose a career in cybersecurity, much less hacking, because they. There is a perception out there that a typical hacker is usually a white male wearing a hoodie. But how, how do you feel about that? Did that discourage uh, you? No, <laughs> I don't care about those things. Um, it's funny how like how like um how shallow that like that. that uh, I don't know. Like if, if someone like said that to me, I'd be like, eh, I'm not that shallow. Just to look, <laughs> just like okay, like look at this person like you have to look like this person to do this job like no there's there's much more beyond that right mm -hmm. um like for example i like nikola tesla and i like him because he's crazy i didn't like him because he's like a genius kind of thing but um i feel like it all comes down to like facing your fears like for example um i can show someone like a line of code and then they'll be really scared like why is this popping up on my <laughs> screen I've, I've gotten hacked right 
But then if you really sit down and you think about it and you kind of understand it, you wouldn't be so scared of it anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can realize that you can do it. So I feel like, I feel like uh, dudes, in a sense, like they're, they're like, like from my previous answer with the whole like test thing where he got a 60%, I feel like they're not afraid of failure. They're not afraid of like, you know, those things. Uh, girls are more of like a perfectionist. They feel like they have to understand and get everything, which is why, uh. right? Like, which is why it's good to push them or like try to encourage them to get into like a uh, detailed oriented um, like subjects or profession like cybersecurity. But it, it's just something that um, women have to overcome, if that makes sense. Mm, yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. I think th- I think there's also a cultural component as well. So, since we're both Asians, it mm-hmm. it reminds me of a short film I just watched called Laundromat, where where the producer talked about her difficulties uh, trying to trying to survive in her Asian culture, where you gotta make the parents look good, you gotta become like a doctor and make a tons of money and marry rich and essentially like follow the family family line and bring honor to the family and at the expense uh, of your own happiness. Mm-hmm. This unfortunately leads to high rates of mental illness and suicide, especially for Asian women. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Further yeah. in Asian cultures, there uh, top of that, there are other issues where you just can't talk about these issues even among your own family members. That short film really hit home for me personally because I feel that being neurodiverse makes it even harder. To, it's like It just adds to this this plate of all these issues do you mm-hmm. feel the same yeah man i i don't <laughs> to like your non-asian listeners <laughs> like i don't think you guys understand how like well when we say tiger mom we mean like tiger mom okay like <laughs> asian parents are crazy well the moms are crazy like like it's funny how people tell me like oh yeah like Asian family, like, it's all about the dudes. It's kind of, it's kind of true. Like, the boys, like, pass on the family name. But the women, like, they keep the shit together, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's truth to that. Yeah, Right? There's definitely truth to that. They, they, they teach their kids everything, huh? Because to be honest, when you look at that, when you think about it, there aren't too many Asian women in cyber. Like, does it mean, or do you notice that too? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um... It's interesting because if you look at like the statistics in in like Korea, Japan, China, and all that, there actually there's more. There's like a good amount of women in STEM, but I think in Korea there's more women in cyber. I feel like it's so new; it's like kind of catching on. If that makes sense, like yes, I think girls like they follow the rules. Have you ever thought about that? I feel like girls follow the rules. They're perfectionists. And, like, they don't really... They think hacking is, like, something bad, you know? (laughs) So they don't want to do it. it. Huh? That's a very interesting viewpoint. I I think there's truth to that. I think that's part of the reason why some girls don't want to go into hacking is, like, they're afraid of breaking things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, I can't freaking... No, like, why why would I do that kind of thing? But, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess... I guess there's also, like, the component of it that's just, like, um, it's really hard to encourage, like, girls to get into cyber, especially at a young age. Mm. 
Yeah, because it's scary. Like, I remember being like in middle school and in high school. Like, if I saw something sketch, I just like I didn't want to deal with it, you know. But then a lot of girls back then they're they're more interested in doing like nursing or you know yeah, like or something glamorous, huh? Yeah, the traditional careers. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's gonna change soon. Um, I'm sorry, I, I didn't answer your like Asian question. Um, most Asian parents want doctor, lawyer, engineer. <laughs> yes. What else? Is that it? Doctor, lawyer, engineer. That's it. Um, or it's essentially the higher the higher the pay, the better. <laughs> yeah, and. There has to be like prestige, and then what yes. else was I gonna say? They they they're so committed to their kids like, succeeding that they put their kids into cram school. Yes. So essentially, you go to school from like eight a.m. to three p.m., and then right after that, you get sent to cram school to like nine p.m. Ouch. Yeah. Like, when, when do you have time to have fun? <laughs> yeah, you, you can't. It's mostly, like, it's mostly um, academic. Yes. So these kids, like, in middle school would be doing, like, calculus already, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's, it's tough. It's tough, especially if you have Asperger's or, like, S. autism with an Asian family because they don't know what that is. Like, my yes. parents were, like... Oh no, my daughter's normal. How dare you say that? She's normal. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. It that's why like neurodiversity is like a, in this in our society it's still a stigma, but even worse yet, in Asian Valley is like mm-hmm. taboo. Like we cannot talk about this. There's nothing wrong with you, and if there is, not not my fault. <laughs> Pretty. Yeah. They'll pit families against each other, like your cousins. You know, they'll be like, "Hey, look at your cousin." She went to, I don't know, Harvard. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. What if I don't want to go to college, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It comes down to the right to choose what you want to do and to be happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of my um, a quote in my family. It said, um, uh, shoot, I don't know if I'm going to say this right on the first try. It's like, uh, you do what you have to do. And if you love it along the way, that's a present. Ah, yeah. yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah. And I personally feel that neurodiversity could also be the key to encourage more girls into STEM and cyber because the the traits often shown by neurodiverse people, it makes them like almost super, like just uh, attention to detail, hyper-focus, the ability to mm-hmm. find a needle on a stat. Do you mm-hmm. agree? Yeah, like we like very tedious tasks. We don't care kind of thing. Um, uh, I don't know so much about like that in girls per se because I, I heard that, uh, let's see, there are more boys diagnosed with autism. Oh, or, you, or do you mean like neurodiversity in general? Yeah, neurodiversity with autism and that that encompasses ADHD and autism. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like there are more uh, males kind of diagnosed with it, but then I I think that's changing now. So yeah. Yeah. If that, that makes sense, right? Because more 
if the girl is like autistic or ADHD, she she will have like the right um I guess like characteristics <laughs> like you would that you would need to like do the job. I don't know. Yeah, yep. I agree with and you. And you know what? You're you're also right that the typical profile someone who's neurodiverse is typically white and people of a younger age, like say kids. Like, so people who are older, like. Older and non-white, it, they especially for girls and young women, it's like they like fall under the radar and often like, don't they have it and often don't get diagnosed, which is mm-hmm. really sad. Mm-hmm. And they suffer through depression and whatnot. And it's like, what's wrong with me? That kind of yeah, like um, it uh, for a person with you know. ADHD and like Asperger's and stuff. I, I don't know if you've had this like experience as well. Have you ever uh, met someone and just be, uh, just, you were just like, okay, this person's definitely an Aspie that you yeah. knew. Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a lot of those. It's like uh, you might want to get like if you're laughing at my jokes, you might want to get yourself checked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Aspie humor, man. But uh. Yeah, like, I know a lot of those people, they're just kind of um, lost. They feel like they're usually the lone wolves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's why being neurodiverse, it's a, it's, it gets a negative label. You hear yeah. things like freak or or loners. Like, it's it's a really negative label yeah. that society and businesses put, put on people. Is, and that's sad because so many people, so many people who are neurodiverse, they have so many gifts to bring to the table. They do. It, it's just so funny that, like, um, this is one of my pet peeves, man. I go to work, right? And they always talk about, like, you have to be accepting of other people. You gotta, like, you know, like, uh, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta understand their whatever. And then, like, someone says something. And I know this guy's, like, an Aspie, too. Because we get along, right? And then, like, mm-hmm. we talked about it and stuff. And then, like, he would say something. And everyone's like, what the heck? Like, you know? Like, why would you say that? It's like, you gotta understand, like... <laughs> Aspies, like, sometimes they don't think it's that bad, you know? Like, for example, um, have you ever seen the, the, the clip of Bobby Fischer playing... Um, no, doing the interview with 60 Minutes? The 60 Minutes? No. I guess <laughs> Uh, so, like, the narrator was like, yeah, Bobby is, um, he's so, uh, uh, you know, ruthless, he's arrogant, and blah, 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 and they, I think they asked him a question about how is he, like, so good, he was like, I, I guess, like, there's, like, a gift there, if I'm, mm. if I'm winning this much, there must be, like, <laughs> a skill, right? Yeah. And when you hear it, like, as an Aspie, you're just like, man, he's right, right? <laughs> yes. You don't think he's cocky. But everyone else around him is, like, super judgmental. And they're just like, oh, screw this guy. I don't like <laughs> him. He's, he's arrogant. <laughs> and I'm sitting here, and, like, you know, he's been spitting facts out for the last 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what your I, problem is. Yeah, people who are neurodiverse, they, they, they tend to have really good memory, and they could spit out numbers and facts, like, yeah. There's no tomorrow. Like wow. Yeah. That 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 uh, leads us to our next question. Uh, the in cyber, which cyber jobs do you think are best suited for people who are neurodiverse? Uh, let's see. 
because I often hear hacker <laughs> come to mind immediately. Oh, anything except for like awareness, like anything in awareness, uh, I don't yeah. think would be good for. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, uh, I'm honestly, Nathan, I'm really proud of you, man, that you're like. You have a podcast and you're raising awareness as a neurodiverse person <laughs> because, like, I don't think any of my friends can do that. They'd be scared, dude. Um, most of them are, like, behind the scenes or just like, okay, you do the talking. I'm just going to sit over here and do, like, most of the, like, the detailed work. But uh, pen testing, hacking would be one. Like, mm. um, risk and compliance it could be really good for them too because you know they kind of read everything very detail oriented but i would say something like really technical would be good for a neurodiverse person mm. mm-hmm. and the flip side i also heard from a lot of experts in in neurodiversity and autism that they, they feel concerned that a lot of people who are neurodiverse are often pigeonholed into tech and cyber career which they feel is wrong and <laughs> the field should be opened up to other fields like arts or communications or writing. Like, do, how do you feel about that? Because I think that <laughs> they, they they make a valid point. Because if a person is creative, they should not be automatically thought of as oh, you should go into cyber or tech job. <laughs> <laughs> so are they trying to? <laughs> they're trying to diversify other fields so that cybersecurity can be more diverse to neurotypical people. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, the world's gone insane. Okay, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, certain people are good at certain things. That's just how it is. Like, and you know what? I agree with that because, quite simply, like when I was growing up in mm-hmm. Hawaii, there wasn't too many options. It's either government or tourism. So my options were quite limited. Mm-hmm. But I strongly believe in what those experts are saying because mm-hmm. ideally, People should have a choice to pursue their passions and mm-hmm. find what sticks. This not tech or cyber. That's that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, we have the freedom to choose. It's not yes. like someone's going out there. Like, it's not like we live in medieval freaking Europe, <laughs> where like your last name is like Smithson or something, and like you have to be a like you know a blacksmith, right? You have the choice to pick. So. I don't know. I, I think I think if they get into IT and then like later on realize they don't like IT, it's not like because they got pigeonholed. They kind of chose it, right? Mm. So you can always switch. That's that's what is so great about <clears throat> you know where we're living at right now. Yeah, that's true, right? And, I, and sh- shifting back to hacking. So since you're a real hacker, what what? What do you like to hack the most? Web applications or just normal pen testing? Oh, you know, I like. I started learning on like, uh, like hacking networks, and then I looked into, like Wi-Fi, <laughs> for a little bit. That's how I started. But then I realized, like, hmm, since I know a little bit of coding, I should just do like web application. So I kind of do that now. Nice. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good because you can also do bug buys to get a little bit extra money. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. I, I want to live somewhere secluded and not like crowded, you know, 
Yeah, I'm sure you understand. You're an athlete oh, too. Yes, you don't like noise. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. But also the for hacking, there there are some people who feel that like、uh, girls and women should not be hackers at all. Like, oh, we.、Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the opinion of some people is that girls and women they should not be doing technical careers. They should be like stay at home、mm-hmm. and just do a traditional job like nursing. I don't want to get too political, but people people in demographics from traditional religious background they feel that way. But how do you feel? <laughs> how do I feel about it? Yeah.、Um, see, my mom,、uh, well, she really wishes I was more traditional、uh, as well.、Um, let's see. So you're asking me how I feel about people trying to force girls into. Uh, more traditional roles, yes, and and say our STEM careers. How do you are, think about that?、Uh, I I don't know. Okay, so、uh, it, it's funny that the other day I pretty much I was looking into like women inventors, and there are a lot. There are a、yes. lot of women inventors in like the eighteen hundreds, nineteen nineteen ten, nineteen twenties, and whatnot, and they became really rich. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, it's funny because those women are the the type of women are just like I don't care. I'm gonna show you, right? And that kind of badassery that I really、yes. admire that for a lot of people like that who are they don't care what people think. They just do it and they kick serious ass. Yup, and then they just become rich, and they're like, "What? What? What are you gonna say about it?" Right? So, um. It, it it comes down to the the girl, right? And, but then, at the same time, here's here's my my other thing. I you know how like some like some programs are like we want you know the the cybersecurity workforce to be fifty percent women and fifty percent men. I I don't think that's a good thing. Um, I think it's like, I think it kind of defeats the purpose of uh, you know, like. It's a good initiative, but it's very artificial.、Um, if you look at like statistics, the Gaussian curve kind of thing, like come on, <laughs> statistically、um, speaking, like you're not gonna get like fifty fifty, right? You're gonna yeah, get yeah, it's like, very hard. So, um, I think even though there were f- fewer women back in the day,、um, those women were of quality, right? Mm, they were、yeah. badasses. They yep, made yep. history. Yes. But then now it's like, you know, like I, I, it's just a numbers game, and and that doesn't sit right with me. That they can use girls as like a token. I don't like being a freaking token. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know what?、Um, the other the other part is, I think you brought up a very good point because. With this, all these huge pushes for to get more girls in cybersecurity,、mm-hmm. there's been so many initiatives and, like a better term, it just feels like some women are might, might even be forced to cyber,、yeah. which I and I think it's wrong because ultimately girls and young women they should have the choice. Yeah, exactly. Like okay, so I used to I'm gonna tell you a story. Like I used to tutor、uh, STEM. Um. At like a local, I don't want to say homeless shelter, but it, it was you know a group home, right? And there was this girl there, and I was I was teaching her STEM, you know, like I was teaching her actually it was math, and 
you know, she was, she was really good at it. Um, very bright girl. And I asked her, like, what do you want to be when you, you know, grow up? And she's like, oh, I'm a, you know, a scientist. I'm like, what kind of scientist? She's like, uh, okay, like, like, honestly, I, I want to be an artist, but I didn't want to let you, like, I didn't want you to be disappointed in me. It's like, why would I be disappointed in you? <laughs> you, know? like, you can do whatever you want. Like, what do you want to be? And she's like, an artist. Like, you know, like, artists, like, they can make a lot of money, too, especially with, like, social media and all that. And she's like, really? Like, That's yeah. a good point. You know, like, I don't want to force you into it. I just want to introduce you. See, like, see, I want to tell you, like, I want to show you how good you are at math. And maybe if you, like, really like it, you would consider it. I don't want you to force you and push you into that direction. It's like, yep. you know. Because the way I see it, in ideal world, people should be exposed, like, to your feet in the wire. Like, try it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then see what see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so shifting in gears, uh, can you share any personal stories of any anything where uh, where you struggled being neurodiverse and how did you overcome them? Um, I think I already mentioned how like sometimes I get too honest and then like I I don't realize it's like politically incorrect or whatever and it's 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 not even um. It, there's like new rules sometimes they make new rules and i'm like but why you know like, <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> i just don't understand and then like you know when i ask the question they're just like are you like are you against this i'm like i'm not against it i'm just <laughs> curious like about your logic and sometimes they can't really give me a logic because mm. you know a lot of people are kind of um nervous about it right um yes yes Let's see. Another tough one is that we're not very good at, I guess, social interaction. So yeah, yeah. our coworkers think we're definitely weird. true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll talk about like, hey guys, like I got this like encyclopedia and blah 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 blah, and they don't think it's interesting. But then like my coworkers would talk about like. You know, they're expensive dinners or something. And I, oh, I don't my. care, right? Like, yeah. That's tough. I I try to... Um, I either, like, keep my mouth shut. Or sometimes I would tell them, like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I uh, I said that. Like, if you if it offends you, then I won't, you know, yep. say it. But I, actually, I would tell them I'm, I have Asperger's. Then they'll kind of be more lenient on me, if that makes sense. You know what? You brought up a good point. So when you tell people you have... Your uh, you have Asperger. Does it change the relationship? Like, does it feel? Does it make them weird? You know what? Some of them think like they feel. I, I've gotten all sorts of reactions. One of them is like, they, they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm so you know, like in their head, I can see like I'm so sorry, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why are you sorry? It's awesome. I like having I like having autism. <laughs> but then, oh um, like I've gotten uh, this one lady. Actually, I, I told her um, during an interview, I said, like, I, I, I said something like, oh, you know, since I have Asperger's, I have uh, attention to detail um, and I connect things like much quicker than like normal people. Mm. Right. And, and then she's like, hey, just to let you know, you shouldn't disclose that because, you know, a lot of employers, they. They don't like 
they don't like that and um they they would throw away your <clears throat> application right away and i was like what he's like yeah like people you know people discriminate and i'm like wow i had no idea i always thought like you know we're normal but we're just like a little different like yeah you've got a good point because i have some other friends in cyber who they tell me the same thing it's like be- being neurodiverse is still a stigma it's like a negative it's it's sad because i still hope for a day where we can just be ourselves and ideally mm-hmm. we should all be respecting each other's differences neurodiverse neurotypical or however different we are we should all like respect each other exactly i you know um i had a i had a friend who um this is really sad. I okay, so I had a friend who like he was just he has like aspy humor. He's a little awkward, right? And then he um if you're nice to him, he'll just kind of like, "Oh, like this person's nice to me. I'll, I'll hang out with this person," right? Like I do that too, right? And um I guess he 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 wanted to befriend more people at work and this girl kind of uh took it the wrong way she thought she thought he was like creeping on her and stuff but like i to me as an aspie i was like oh he's he's being aspie dude like you know he wasn't doing anything bad he was just like he wants to hang out and make friends but yeah he got into some trouble and uh i actually had to say like oh look he's not he didn't mean any harm by it he's just you know, you brought up a good point because I yeah. remember even being told by a fortune teller once that for me it's it's like being an alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're different. We're very very different. Yeah, very you know. different. <laughs> so uh, another crazy idea. The I, I want to play devil's advocate. Is there mm-hmm. any part of cybersecurity and hacking where you would not recommend it for for people? I would not. Yep. There any any types of personalities or people where <laughs> or situations where you would not recommend that that type of career. Look, you know, <laughs> people. Uh, if if people want to search for careers based on number one personality, number two on what they like to do, and number three, um, how, like you know, a boss or company, it's like they're all different, right? Yes. So if you want to pick a career in cybersecurity um, that matches like your uh, your I'm sorry your personality and your interests, then like like line that up on what you like kind of thing. So let's just say um, I'm not a very social person, so I'll try to do bug bounties, right? <laughs> I try to hack web applications. That that's perfect for me, but it's not good for an extroverted person. You get what I'm saying? You know, extrover- that's a good point. <laughs> extroverted one probably wouldn't like that. Yeah, or an extroverted person would be more of an influ- like cybersecurity influencer on freaking mm. LinkedIn or something. <laughs> so you know, it's like it's like a different thing. Um, like if you're like you want to play detective, you can do um, you you can do uh. Um, was it forensics digital forensics i don't know right if you're into law and policies and writing you were like a lit major back in the day go for risk and compliance that it's like a diversity of of uh different jobs Hmm. but it's funny too because you're gonna see the same type of 
person on each and every one of them. Which is why, like, if you're trying to... If you're trying to artificially put different people in there, I don't know. You know, like, I don't think that's mm. going to work out so well. <laughs> um, and by the way, since, uh, there, since you, there are not too many women hackers out there, how do you feel about the your your friends who are also women hackers? Like, do you feel that women in cybersecurity that many of them can do the job because? The perception some men will have is things like, oh, in order to get it, you need to start at the bottom or you got you to gotta up your game and you have all these crazy certs. But how do you feel based on like your, your experience and experience of your friends who are lady hackers? Like, do, do, they feel, do they feel it's, hard, it's really hard for them or, or do they know their stuff and do it well? You know what? I... Uh... I, you know, when I started work, I thought, <clears throat> I thought all the guys were great. Um, I haven't really seen, like, any jerky guys, like, ew, he's a chick and all that. But I have seen other girls um, start shit with, like, a girl that's trying to get into cyber. Um, that's that's interesting, right? Like I I had no idea. I, I think I saw it once, and then I asked this other girl, one of my coworkers, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, like I I have gotten um, I have gotten like times where like no one took me seriously because I'm a I'm a girl, and then um, you know sometimes like I would have to call um to to notify like a vendor if they've been compromised or something like that. I've gotten like. I've gotten responses. It's interesting. Guys, like, believe me. You know? Like, the guys would believe me. Mm. But then the girls would be like, yeah, there's no way you're in, like, cybersecurity. Interesting. <laughs> and they'd hang up on me. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Because usually the typical, uh, how you say, it, norm I, I hear is, like, the opposite. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know, though. I mean, I, I guess so. I guess. Like, I... I'll be honest with you, I believe it's there, but um, I haven't really like, experienced it. Um, and, and if I did, I would have been like, you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not scared to tell a dude to like F off. I think I'm more scared of telling a girl to F off. Interesting, yeah. Because, yeah, girls are vicious, man. <laughs> you know what? You brought up a very interesting point because in the cyber field, there are a lot of gender discrimination and... Some people, they feel that, well, we'll just create women-only groups and women will feel safe. But mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? You know what? I, I feel like some of those women, the reason why they they act that way towards me is like, there's two there's two reasons, okay? If, if they're not in cyber, they're just like, oh, there's no chicks in cyber. That's the non-cyber women. And number two, I think like some of the cyber women are just like, oh, you're just a number. You're a diversity hire. I hate that. That yeah. that really yeah, helps that's... my imposter syndrome. Like it, it, it makes it worse. That's all I'm saying. It's, it makes it much much worse. But you're saying something about <clears throat> women only groups. Yep, because sometimes some women feel that if there are no men involved, if say if if it's just a group of gals, then everything's good. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> so it's like a sorority. Okay. Um. Uh. Okay. That's like a paradox. You know, paradox is something that conflicts one another and whatnot. Mm. So it's interesting that they want diversity. 
Yeah, that's the segregation. Yeah, it's the irony of it all. You know, I don't know. I I feel like it's better to to uh, encourage an atmosphere or an environment in which both men and women can work together. And if the, and and if someone disagrees, right? Here's the thing that like really bothers me about the current like environment like you know current like everything right now is that if a guy speaks up or a girl speaks up and like you know has like a valid argument against it right they they face ridicule Mm. there's no like there's no like hey let's meet in the in the middle or like hey let's convince this person like Mm. let's try to use our reasoning and our persuasion to you know help this person see from our perspective there was none of that whenever i like go on you know, LinkedIn or something. I don't see any of that. And I don't see that like in at work because, you know, you're afraid of getting fired. Like the, the company made it clear that they want it this way. Right. Hmm. So like, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I understand why there's like women only groups, but at the same time, it's like not all guys are out there to tell them they can't do it. Right, there are mm. guys out there that are good. They'll they'll try to help you. Like women's rights wouldn't have happened if like, you know, it was all just women. Right, there has to be some good men too. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> yep. believe the same. So I I don't know I, I I get it, but it's it's executed very poorly. If I must say. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because for me personally, I I believe that for a lot of gals, they can be whoever they want to be. It's, we just gotta get out of their way and give them the choice. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, you gotta encourage them. Don't... I mean... There's different people, right? There's um, there's people that would do it even though they're told they can't. Those are, like, honestly, that's, like, the way to go. Uh, there's people that, you know, get discouraged easily. And y- the groups, all women groups, yeah, okay, cool. Like, that's what they're there for, to always encourage them. But remember... Sometimes encouragement isn't always there, right? Yes, you gotta, that's sadly it's true. Come from you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from from internal. Yeah. Okay, and we're just about out of time. But last question: mm-hmm. Besides cybersecurity and hack- hacking, what else are you passionate about? I like a lot of things, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I've gotten into like antique book collecting recently. Um, nice and. I'm really into like collecting. I don't, you're gonna find this weird, but uh, I read books on like psychological warfare. That's actually quite cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, think about it. cybersecurity. It's like there's some social engineering, some like yes, psychology definitely. that comes yes. from design. Yeah, yes. so I got into that. Uh, I try to learn different languages, and uh, if you understand someone's your enemy, right, or like, yes someone else's culture then you'll be like ah this is how they operate yes you'll understand them more yeah okay and we're out of time and so thank you casey for joining today and i really appreciate all your insights yeah no problem man thanks for having me okay thank you bye bye